Here we go. Uh, this is it. Episode number 116 of No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you to Circle of Heat for the music there. If you haven't yet and you listen to this like you are right now, well, then go to iTunes, leave a review, comment. I would really appreciate it. All other listeners of this podcast would appreciate it. Now let's get to the guests. She, we couldn't fit her in the first 115, even though the invite was... No, I'm lying. But uh, I'm glad. I'm very glad you're finally here, because I've seen you on the stage many, many, many times. Shannon. Did you just call me old? No, I think you just it me means old. that I've been coming here to Acme for, you know... Back in the 12, Stone Age when no, it began no. stand-up comedy, Miss Shannon. Tell Ms. us about... Miss <laughs> Shannon Paul is here. Hello. Jeez. I, uh... <laughs> No, I have seen I, I have seen you on the stage many times, only because I've been coming here for Thank a you. long time. Thank you very much. And uh, you I am know. happy to be here. This is my home club. I am always you know happy to perform in Acme. It makes it worthwhile when you're in Wyoming or someplace else, just pleasant, <laughs> someplace unpleasant. You get to come back here and hang out, so it's all nice. Yes. Now you have not been working here this week. Correct. I was here last week. Last I was here week. last. You were featuring last week. I right? was featuring last week with the uh, fantastic Will Durst, with he's Will. a political comedian, oh, and yeah. uh, I call him my personal Mark Twain. So he's one of my favorites to work with. So it was a great week. Isn't so, he great? He is. I almost feel, uh, um, oh, what's the word? Intimidated by because I, I think he's so smart. I almost wanted to say I just feel stupid around him, and yeah. I normally give myself a lot of credit. I do. So, I like to think I do too. I used to do. Um, they used to do a, a feature on Care Eleven, so they, uh, which is the local NBC affiliate, and they do this little pop culture thing, and they'd have the different comedians come down, and I was on it pretty often. And the only person I've ever been on that that I was like, oh, I'm totally out matched and classed was with Will Durst because oh, really? we were on there and we were talking about the president's correspondent dinner mm-hmm. and it was still lighthearted and it was funny and Will did his take on it and they picked it because it was political and I was lost like he used words yeah. to describe the host of the correspondent dinner that even in context I was like I think <laughs> I need to stop and google what he just <laughs> I think it's funny but I don't even know what that word meant I don't yeah. and I'd go yeah and just laugh and giggle and just like a schoolgirl because I had no idea what he just talked about I love the way you said that even in context I couldn't figure nope. it out and I tried yeah. I was like you were an English major you uh-huh. can- nope I can't yeah. even guess so that's funny because I have you know like I was, we were talking a little bit beforehand here like my two daughters like uh, you know mm-hmm. when they're they'll ask me those you know questions well what, they'll hear something well what does that mean and you think like oh well you know they're trying to put it into context and right. it still didn't work and they're like good for you dad yeah 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 <laughs> you can just make up stuff though because you said they're six and eight you can still yes. make up words and they don't know how to check you yet so. oh for sure oh yeah oh, <laughs> there's no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> I st- I'm still the smartest one in that room. Well done. How's- that's not going to last very long. <laughs> no, <I'll- laughs> no, 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 definitely not. So tonight, today we're uh, you know we're back to Wednesdays, recording Wednesday this week. It was Thursday last two weeks, and uh, tonight the reason why you're here is you'll be on the stage with. Let's see, quick math, 27 other comics right. performing tonight. Yes. So the show is going on for seven hours. I know, because nobody knows how to keep time here. <laughs> so, And they, they've restrained us to very short sets for all of the people that are going to be performing tonight. How, what are the, uh, so the, the event is the uh, last comic standing. Right, so they're doing two showcases, and uh, Acme was kind enough to host it. So there are a, a cavalcade of comedians that are going to be performing tonight, and I'm very happy I'm in the first show. Yeah, there's not usually two shows on a uh, Wednesday, but nope. they're 7 and 9.30. You're in the first one. I did a quick count just to see how this relates to this podcast here. And with you, yes. out of the 28, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 
nice. including you now, have been on the No Laugh Track podcast. And so. that was the cool thing about it is that it's a combination of people that you see here at Acme Comedy Company on a, on a regular basis mm-hmm. and then people that haven't had a chance to perform on the stage very often. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. So it'll be actually a kind of a, a really cool thing and an opportunity to get some different people, uh, some different feet up here on the stage with us. So. Yeah, some of these names I haven't seen uh, around here and she's almost two. John DeBoer, I haven't right. seen in a while. Mm-hmm. John, uh, Josh Sneed, he yep. was on like an early episode of this podcast. So. Right. Uh, so let's. I'm going to go through the list, and then you tell me if they have a chance. Oh, gosh. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, since I am also on the list, I will say that I think I have a chance, and everyone else will do a fantastic job performing this evening in the style and com- you know, comedy style that they are accustomed to. That's have you say. have you done the last comic uh, attempt? You know, before? I did it the first year that they had it here and it was in and that was when I was still on the radio and so I made it to I, I did the daytime audition that's when they still had you stand out, long, out in line outside so I did the daytime audition and I made it to that show that night so the final here and I thought I had a really good set and I had already convinced myself that there was no way that I was going to make the show because this was like when I'd, I hadn't been doing comedy for very long and I was like, okay. So I had already convinced myself it's just great to, you know, I was doing one of those things, it's just great to be considered. Right. I'm glad that I'm here. Right. And so I had already talked myself out of thinking I was going to make it. And then I got here that evening and I had what I thought was a really good set because part of it is that I'm around people that I'm just amazed that I'm on the same stage mm-hmm. as they are because it was people that I was like just amazed that I was opening for. So a bunch of people that have probably been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, they were like, well, you had a really good set. But you have to keep in mind, it was only like three and a half minutes. So yeah, these people that there's no way I could ever compete with them don't normally only do three and a half minutes. So I'm like, well, for three and a half minutes, I'm bomb. You know? <laughs> so, um, and so I, you know, I, I was cool and I didn't make it. So if you look through like old footage, you get to see me like in the, the wah, wah, like real on Last Comic Standing. Oh, like, really? The first you season. didn't make one of those? I didn't make it. So at least you see me walking out like, you yeah, know, you know, that was nice, whatever. Like that shoulder, right, that shoulder's right, glad I got to come, you know, kind of thing. And then I went, that was when I was still on the radio and I went into work the next day and my co-host, well, how did it go last night in Last Comic Standing audition? And I thought it was okay and then I just started crying, like sobbing, like, I know I wasn't supposed to make it, but I kind of thought maybe I would. Oh, wow. just, it was just an emotional disaster. Like, it was good radio, but I was just, I like just broke down. Like every time you started to ask me about the show, like all the adrenaline Uh-oh. would like feed out of me and mm-hmm. I would just start sobbing. Mm-hmm. And then I like noticed that I stressed my out, myself out so bad. I got alopecia and like lost. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. So I, I that was the last contest like thing I ever did. Like I don't Holy do contest. So I'm like, clearly you are not good at this. Whoa. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, you're going to end up in the hospital over something that doesn't matter. So. I'm in a much better headspace this time. That's good. Cool. That's I'm good. Come hang out tonight with my friends, have a glass of wine, chill out, tell a couple jokes, and just chill. So Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm a hot mess. So, <laughs> uh, did you do the uh, funniest person thing here? I didn't. Um, didn't. I wasn't able to do the funniest person here because by the time I moved back here, I was already getting paid. So oh, I counted. Okay. Yeah, so I did the um, funniest person. I was living in Austin, Texas at the time, so I did their version of the funniest um, person contest. Oh, okay. And I came in fourth uh, behind two people who are now very active working comedians um, uh, that, that travel around the country. And then I also came in behind and the third place person or people were two people that like stole all their skits from like old SNL skits. So I was a little disappointed Aww. by that. But Blame it was good the judges learning. for that. Yeah. You got to think because it was a bunch of radio people and you know we're shady. Diff- so that's Completely. how it is. Completely. Totally. <laughs> 
So are you st- you're not you're not on the radio anymore. No, no. How I still long work has that been? It's been a couple of years, right? Yeah, it has been. Yeah. So I still work in the industry, but I'm not on the radio anymore, which people forget because they listen to us on the radio. No matter how much they like you, it's like having a toaster. And if the toaster <laughs> breaks, you go get another toaster. So yeah. there's I haven't been technically, I mean, actively on the radio in five years. And people are like, oh, I like your morning show. And that I'm like, long. And I just go, thanks. You know, yeah. kind of thing. So. I appreciate that they liked what I did, and who knows? You never know when you know things come back around. Sure. So. Um, yeah, I I have to say I we worked the same hours probably, mm-hmm. so there mm-hmm. wasn't. A, did you ever get used good. to it? Did you ever get used to work, waking up early? No, you no. grow accustomed to it. Yeah. You know, so I was always a kind of a wonky sleeper. So don't you think you just kind of get good at napping? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. So you I get, squeezed one in before I right, came here. Right, so you turn into like a full time, you know, nap professional is mm-hmm. what it is. Because you don't, you can't get up at four o'clock in the morning. You just get your brain gets better at working closer to t- the time that you woke up. That's yeah. pretty much it. And yeah. then you go, all right, now I have fifteen minutes. I'm gonna turn it back off and go to sleep for a minute. So yeah, it worked out really well when I had my kid because he's a weird sleeper. So we have complimentary malfunctions. So oh. <laughs> I'm like, good. you're up. I'm up too. Let's do this. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, somebody, when I was talking to Sarah last week about yeah. who we were going to have on, she was like, oh, Shannon has so much going on this week. <laughs> what were you doing last week? You- oh, okay. So last week, along with uh, featuring here at Acme, I was, um, I was doing my day job and I also was filling in for, um, when I was on the radio, my co-host was this guy named Tony Fly and he now has a nighttime show on yeah. the local Fox affiliate. Mm-hmm. And so he has a show called On the Fly. And so his co-host was out. She was uh, she, she recently married got married. She got yeah. married. And so since she was out, they asked me to fill in for the first three days of last week. So I was doing that in the morning. So I was going there and doing TV, you know, with my old co-host. And oh, then I, I was coming even, here in the I night. I didn't even so know that. It was a good time. It was a good time. I don't, you know, I got to use my can you read this teleprompter skills. And now, you know, and we got a, um, it, it, it's, it's totally different than the radio because it's, it's, it really just moves so fast because they do this show and they just do it in real time and it's an hour-long show and you just crash through yeah. it. But trying to figure out what camera to point in and worrying about whether I, my forehead looks all shiny on TV. It's a lot of stuff you don't have to think about when you normally do radio and podcasts. I was like, oh, well, I better wear the good dress because somebody might actually see me. So did you it was go, a good time. Did you watch it then when it was on in the evening? I did, and my, my mom actually watched it. My mom decided to critique and decided that she didn't like the set pieces and... Asked me some nosy questions about why did you say that about Dominic, my little boy, and I'm okay. like, you know, because you know your biggest critic is always yourself and your mom. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but it was a good time. I liked it. So I'm like, oh, I wasn't terrible at that. That'll that was fun. Look at that. Would I you keep wa- it moving. Would you want to do something like that? Yeah, I you know I, before I did it, I was like, I don't know, because I had you know it's, it's something new, but it was a lot of fun and and. And, you know, of course, I would do it. So if there are any offers out there, if anybody's just working, <laughs> you know, if you're looking for it, I'll, I'll be happy to send you my clips now that I have some. Well, let's go back here. So where did, where did you grow up? I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. I went to Arizona State for a while and then oh. uh, moved to Colorado. I went to Colorado for a year at college. So you like to party. Huh? You know what? I don't. I don't. I'm terrible you at partying. You went to ASU? I know. And it was it was during the heyday. And yeah. I happened, I'm just a big geek. So I was there on an academic scholarship. So all it was was just me and a bunch of people that were either wanted to party and they were on trust funds. And I was like, this is some bullshit. And it's just me caring people because I was on academic scholarship. So I actually had to study. So it was no right, fun. Right. <laughs> it just <laughs> pissed me fair. off. No, it was just like completely ridiculous. Nobody's so, replacing this money if I waste it. No, yeah. no. It's like, I just get kicked out. Yeah, so yeah. that's all right. And, and you know, instead of 
of being one of those milestones. You're the first one from your family. It's like, no, you're just the one that got booted out like everybody else. So, <laughs> no, so I, I did that. And then I moved to uh, Minneapolis in 96 and thought that I would finish up some stuff and moved here because I was uh, working in marketing. And this was a much better job market than Arizona. Yeah. And I have been here ever since. Okay. And, you know, I popped away and, you know, with some jobs and had the chance to go work down in Austin, Texas, doing morning radio. And now I'm here and now I'm stuck because. Yeah. You know, I have a I have a little boy, and he's the first grandson on both sides of the family, and both sets of grandparents live here okay. now. So yeah. if I leave, I got to leave my kid. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. Uh, my, they're very territorial. Right, same situation for me. Mine mm-hmm. are the uh, first. Yeah, yeah, so they're like, we're not. No, you're not taking these away. So. I was just watching the. Uh, what did I have on TV last night? The. Um it's one of those uh, on the the channel where they do all the house makeovers and they like look, HGTV. Yeah, ones? HGTV, mm-hmm. and it was the one where they were. That's look- very male of you. It's like it's one of those channels. It's like all the women are like, "Come on, Justin." I know, right, right. Like which one? Was it they did the bathroom where they do the bathroom? You know what it was because Jenny Garth was is hosting a show now. Apparently, oh, okay. she's doing uh, home makeovers. Or okay. Something. But uh, it was, they were following this couple that were moving from New York City, and the guy was just like, ah, oh, you know, the hustle and the bustle, and we just want to get away. And they were moving to uh, Bermuda. Oh, gosh. Oh, poor you. Like, are you poor kidding you? me? Yes. When most people want to get away, they're like, oh, I gave up the hustle and bustle of New York, and I moved to Montana. Yeah. You know, you had to move to back. I, I would have had to turn that one off. I Bermuda. That one. Yeah. Bermuda. <laughs> what was the makeover? No, no was this was the one where they're just house hunting. Oh, no. you know what? Oh, you know what? So that tells you how scary I am, as I know what show you're talking about. Yeah. Then, where they sit there and they look at three different mm-hmm. amazing villas I remember that you now. can purchase. The, the three amazing villas. Yes. Well, do you want the one with the pool that's inside, mm-hmm. and then it opens to the ocean that is outside, or is that just a little bit out of your price range? Because it's it's only another fifty thousand dollars. What learned, do you think? I've learned that most women these days are looking for an open floor plan. Yes. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah. You are now prepared to get married. You know what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? The, 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 that's like the magic word uh-huh. with your genie. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we gotta really need to open up this space. Is this a uh, weight, uh, weight uh, carrying? A weight uh, load, uh, a, be- uh, a load bearing wall. Yes. That's what it is. Is it a yes. load bearing wall? Yes. Or can I knock it out? Because if it's not, then of course we can keep this <laughs> out here. I saw a picture on social media this morning, or uh, you posted something with. Uh, What's his name? Huey Lewis and Weird Al, and you said you rubbed Huey Lewis's leg. Yes, I did. What? How, where were you? Why did okay. he like it? All right. So, um, so I used to do um, corporate events for Wells Fargo Bank, and we had a corporate event where we brought in Huey Lewis and the News to perform at this event. Were they? And were they? They were still Huey Lewis and the News. So okay. this was quite some time ago, yeah. and it was not during their heyday. It was not during their heyday, but it was when they were still like, if you're a middle-aged banker lady you're like oh my gosh Huey Lewis in the news those mm-hmm. are the quality of people that I would sure. bring in I know every word yes yeah. exactly and that's what was going on so there was wine flowing and the ladies were all dancing close to him and I noticed that a number of the drunken banker ladies um, and Wells Fargo don't get mad at me whatever your drink, bankers drink I used to work there so um, <laughs> they 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 were being what as a banker lady I thought was inappropriate and they were rubbing on Huey Lewis and the rest of the bandmates so if you could reach them they're standing near the closest to the stage you know it's like any other groupy scenario if a guy if, if the lead singer of the band comes near the front of the stage sure. you work at a rock stage you know they're gonna get molested oh yeah so the ladies were molesting him and as the person that was throwing the event originally I was going well this is completely inappropriate and we're in a setting and they can't do this and I was like wait wait a minute I can either be the girl that sat here and said it was inappropriate or I could go touch Huey Lewis's leg so I'm like 
Step up. Mel. Got it. <laughs> Join them. Yeah. Like, that's a much better story. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. I didn't do that all. I didn't like him enough that I'm like, I'm not going to wash my hand. I washed. Yeah, it was fine. But I was like, I'd much rather go touch him. It was a cool show. It was a cool show. I can't get mad. So. I once won a lip sync contest doing a uh, Huey Lewis song. Which when I song? Was in seventh grade. It was. Uh, uh, Stuck, ooh, ooh, happy to be stuck with you. Oh, nice. Okay, mm-hmm. well done. That didn't stick in your head? Uh, well, it was a long time ago, and I wasn't singing. It was only lip syncing. Ah, so fair enough. I, it's, yeah. I don't have the singing voice, certainly not. Who does? If you put enough wine in me and turn up the radio really loud, though, I think I'm fantastic. So I got busted this morning at work, as a matter of fact, uh, mm-hmm. singing too loud. It was in this, I, uh, it's the producer of the morning show. Like I get to push the buttons yeah. and everything and I'm in there alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we played uh, rush. Yes. Uh, um, closer to the heart. Mm-hmm. And we I were did jamming. That. the last time I, one of only like two times I've done uh karaoke was to that song <laughs> and fucking rocked it, <laughs> rocked it. Legendary, <laughs> legendary. And uh, so that came on today, and I was like having all these flashbacks of like my great night over at the uh, Las Vegas or the Vegas, the Vegas Lounge. Lounge. Yes, yes. and mm-hmm. uh, I got busted. I didn't have the music up loud enough because uh, I had my headphones on. Yes, yeah, and mm-hmm. not the music in the studio loud enough. You're so lucky some... that's not a Vine video. Yeah, already. I know. I know. I always, whenever I do karaoke, I always do like um, I always do guy songs because it's easier. You don't have to worry about um, falling off of tune like if i'm not gonna pick something i'm not a good singer i am a no serviceable. Adele? no i am a serviceable singer i'm like that person that if you go see a musical it's like i'm clearly the comic relief in it where it's like she sings well enough oh sure to yeah, get yeah. through this song uh-huh. and she's clearly the uh-huh. alto you know she's the alto and that's the soprano's best friend uh-huh. kind of thing and she walks around and i go like, i can get through the comedy version of the song yeah. so i usually go for the comic relief so i pick things like Toby Keith's Who's Your Daddy and things like that that is pretty much just spoke uh, a sustained talking. That's what I do. It's much safer. You are obviously very good at talking. Yeah. Uh, imagine that. <laughs> uh, did, where did, when did the comedy come in? Why comedy? I wanted to be a writer. You know, I'm still a writer. And so everything that I saw said that if you're going to write for other people, you needed to do comedy long enough to at least get to know okay. the people. And so when I was in college... A good friend of mine, and he used to, he and I used to come here all the time when I was wrapping up college when I moved here. And he would go, we'd come to the open mic at Acme, and he's like, You should do that. You're funny. And I'm like, I'm not funny like that. I just tell stories. And he'd go, No, whatever. You should do it. You should. And he'd bug me and bug me and bug me. And then I, I had a comedy writing class in college. It's a oh, really okay. boring story. I'm sorry. I had a comedy writing class in college, and everybody had to write these different things. And so people were writing one act plays, or they're writing these monologues and doing all this stuff. I'm yeah. like, You know what? I'm going to write a set. And so I wrote this set, and you had to actually perform it in class in front of, like, 30 people, and I didn't die. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, that's cool. And so I came, and I stalked the open mic for a little bit longer, and I was like, I'm going to sign up. And I signed up, and I was, like, second on the list, and I didn't die. And so I'm like, okay, I'm, like, I'm going to do this now. So I just kept signing up, and everything kind of worked out. And um, it, it was really one of those, I thought, you know, it really is, I enjoy writing, you know, and I enjoy writing for everybody else, too, and, and being able to work with your peers and, and do those kind of things. So, yeah. you know, I'm glad that it's a gig. Because <laughs> <laughs> imagine what we do. I'm like, it's not like you're making a ton of money when you do this little thing. I'm glad that it's a gig when you show up and I tell stories and yeah, I yeah. do things. So, What kind of writing are you doing now? You know, I'm working on a, um, a couple of things. So I, I like short stories. I write geekly short stories that I kind of like because I'm a sci-fi fan. So they're not that great, but that's okay. So... Uh, they're not fan fiction bad, 
but they're not that great. Um, so it's really just something I do. And then I'm working on a book. Does anybody see these things? Or no. You, no? Nobody sees them. Really? Maybe one day. Maybe one day. So if I ever get you know, famous enough that anybody would care. Like, I should post them. There's so many fan fiction sites out there for geek people that I should just post them. I don't. I just finish. I'm just, I'm just happy that I finish them. And the other thing are they are, sitting in? A, I have to picture. Are they sitting in a notebook that you pull out, or you they're sitting the in like they're sitting in my Dropbox file okay. right now? So if I get hacked, there's no naked pictures. They're just really shitty stories <laughs> that Shannon wrote. Like, what would be more embarrassing: nudes, pictures, or your my po- shitty your, stories. Uh, short my stories. Shitty stories. <laughs> At least I can go. What somebody photoshopped that bad? That not, I don't really look like that. I didn't have time to prepare. The stories, they will live on forever really? in infamy of how shitty they are. That's what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but I want to write a book just to say that I wrote a book. Yeah. And it's not even a super... And you can tell me what you think. So um, the book that I'm writing on, and so I'll, I'll put it here so if anybody else comes up with it, we'll know they stole my idea. Yeah. So it's stories of... The working title is Stories from the Shadow of a Hot Girl. And here's what it is. Is that I feel like... And maybe it's just... I hang out with... A lot of my friends are models and pad like miss minnesota's and pageant queens and all these other things and so i feel like i've always been that girl like i was always the geek girl with the skateboard and uh, the writer and read too many comic books so i've always had these friends that were super hot and didn't have to do shit yeah um and even if you know and i apologize if you are one of those hot girls that doesn't have to do shit you don't know you know you know you probably think that you know everything's wrong in in your life you don't know but i just kind of felt like i had a bunch of stories where i felt like I was the one that really worked really hard and tried to be really all clever and was always the comic relief. And there was this girl who didn't have to do anything. Like, um, what it started with is I, ha- I used to work um, at a hip-hop station. And our midday girl was that hot girl. Okay. Where everybody would, like, drop everything all the time to do stuff for her. Mm-hmm. And she had, like, multiple cars because guys were always buying her things. Mm-hmm. And so the hater in me wanted to be just mad at her. But she didn't really do... It's not like she was a user or anything like mm-hmm. that. And, but she was just, she just had this talent, we'll call it, talent. and it worked for her. And sure. so just because it didn't work for me doesn't mean that I get to hate on her until it you know, affected me mm-hmm. specifically. So we went to Jamaica, our radio station. They used to do a concert in Jamaica. Imagine that a hip-hop station decided to go to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were there, and that was when I was producing the morning show. So I'm the, you know, as we produce a, a morning show, you're the bag carrier. So you have all of the equipment and this extra stuff and everybody's show prep and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm down there, I'm producing, and I'm also the co-host, but I have all this stuff. So we go through all this um, thing, the, all this stuff in Jamaica. And for some reason, they decided they were going to send the midday girl. And I was a little offended by that. Because it's like, why uh, would you send the midday girl? Uh-huh. Other than... She's hot. So she's down there, and the whole week, I'm just watching people just cater to her, like all these, you know, all the other radio dudes, because you guys are easily, easily fogged. We'll just say easily fogged. And, and so we finally get ready to leave, and we get, you know, I'm carrying all my stuff, and she's walking up looking like a beauty queen, which she is. Mm-hmm. And we get up to the shady Jamaican um, counter to get our tickets, and they call us up together, which I thought was weird. But while we're up there, the 
the counter clerk guy is talking to her and I'm standing next to him and he's kind of talking to me and he's like, so you come for the concert, did you? And she's like, yeah, baby, I came for the concert. It was a great time. So I bet you you're a singer. No, I just work on the radio. And they're going back and forth. And so he every once in a while would be like, hey, give me your ticket. And then he'd go back to her. Just like, I bet you get the specialty. But she's like, yeah, baby, it was great. I really had a good time partying with all the rap stars. And they're doing the stuff. Then he folds up her tickets and stuff, folds up my tickets, put them all in one envelope, hands them to me. And she goes, so she needs to go to gate four. And I'm like, he thinks I'm the goddamn entourage kind of thing. And I lost my mind. You You kind of thing. mother. (laughs) Wow. And so, I mean, between that and just some other just random things that have happened to me, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not just being a hater. I think that that's an interesting perspective is when you feel like you're that woman that never just rested on the laurels of being pretty, we'll Mm -hmm. say as a polite way, that you actually were like, you know, I think I am smart and I'm intelligent and I'm funny and I do other things that sometimes a little piece of you does go well how come I have to work so hard or I feel like I'm not getting the praise I deserve and all she has to do is just show and be hot and so that's what I'm working on so um you can you know I will finish it eventually because that one thing I won't just you know have live in my Dropbox. that's good that's gonna be my I call it my Oprah Winfrey book because I feel like that would be don't you think Oprah would pick that kind of book to be a book yeah see all right so tell her that when I finish it (laughs) call Oprah and say Miss Shannon wrote a book so (laughs) yeah we have her scheduled for sometime next year see all right fine I'll make sure that gives me a timeline Mm -hmm. so whenever she comes on just let me know that I I dropped June okay a little little bit of time penciled it in I uh. Yeah, that problem isn't not exclusive to women. Okay, <laughs> all right, fair enough. So, is there like there's there is there the hot guy version of that where you're just this guy's just yeah handsome and he doesn't have to do yeah crap. okay fair yeah. enough that's good to know yeah because then maybe what we can do because I'm only about in the outlining like I outlined it and I'm like a quarter of the way into the book so we can you know should we do that we can branch out and you can I'm, help me with the book I am telling you yeah I'm telling you we could do that as we could tag team this, on the book as you're describing this it's it, it I'm not here anymore I'm 18 again <laughs> and I'm a freshman in college and all of my buddies are getting laid and mm-hmm. all the girls are laughing at my yeah. friend who's not fucking funny right see? in the least <laughs> says like one of my best friends who's not funny at <laughs> all but every girl would fawn over him and I'd be like trying to just like be funny and right. witty and just like a nice guy yes but uh, no no it was totally unlooked and it hurts your heart oh my it god it hurts your heart see alright see now if we if I was go. drinking right now I'd probably start crying are you kidding me <laughs> But instead, what we'll do is we're going to channel all this negativity. Yes. We're going to write a book and we're going to make a bunch of money and then we'll throw it in those those handsome dudes and that in mind, my hot girl's face, and we'll be fine. It's like, take that. So, uh, And he's and uh, he's bald now, by the way. My, my, <laughs> <laughs> my buddy has <laughs> a big gut and he's bald. Uh, she's, she's older than him, but she's still hot. She's hot for an old lady, so I can't even get mad at her. She's still hot. <laughs> still like crazy exotic hot, so she still got me beat. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I, uh, oh, I would... I, can relate so much are you kidding me that's how we end up in these freaking you know uh in these jobs what do you do i'm funny kind of thing and i'm like well all right and i am so i'm not gonna complain like i said it's fine it's you know people and i like it when people try to make you feel better about it do they tell you this stuff and stuff like well you know hot and handsome only lasts for so long you're talented i'm like bullshit i'm like i want to be hot and handsome and see what those problems are for a while or when i did or when i did eventually land the girl and i'd be like you know i just you know Sometimes I don't understand how, like, these other guys... Oh, no, you're way better looking. Oh, not here, 
full of shit. Even I know that that's not true. Come on. I mean, I appreciate it, but you you're lying. Great, you have a great personality. You're lying. Like, you're such a nice guy. She should have been nicer to you, Justin. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Here's what it is. Here's what the words would be. Like, uh, yeah, I know. I just, I know a lot of girls like him, but I just don't see it. Ah, yes, you do. Come don't on. lie. Yes, you do. We all do. I do. <laughs> My mom does. We all do. Come on. Yeah, and I won't hate on a hot girl. Hot girls are there. I get them. Like, I will acknowledge a hot girl. Sure. I don't, like, I, it's when you're hot and you use your powers for evil. Like, if you're hot and stupid, I don't even get mad at you because you can't help it if you're stupid. But if you're hot and you could do better <laughs> yeah. and you just don't, mm-hmm. those are the girls that I get mm-hmm. mad at. I'm like, you don't have to use your powers for evil. You are legitimately smart or talented or you do it all this other stuff. And you decide that you're only going to worry about the fact that you're hot. Then I, you, I do want a showgirl and just push down the stairs. That <laughs> kind of thing. I'm like, okay, now I have to get violent. Just a shove. Right. Just a shove. <laughs> I uh, I was looking on your website. It's a former player of women's professional. Yes, football. Minnesota Vixen. You yes. really? Yes. How how I only much, played how for long? I only played for two seasons, and um, that is because I found out that I was uh, pregnant with my son, and I decided that would be a bad life choice to continue women's professional football. Good decision, you know, through the pregnancy. So, mm-hmm. um, but those are still my girls. Uh, was there a rule against that, or could you? Villain? No, I. You know, it's it just my seemed own wise. My body, my choice. I'm sure if I looked very closely at the bylaws or something, said eventually <laughs> you need to get out of here. Um, but yeah, so I mean, they are the longest. Uh, running football, uh, women's professional football team in the country, just so you know. They're coming really? up on their, uh, this is their 15th season. Yeah, um, last year they made it. Yeah, they, the, last year they were in the, the, the Women's Professional Football League version of the, um, the, the, the Super Bowl and the Hall of Fame and all this stuff. So they have some amazing women on that, that squad. So um, I was a defensive back. And this isn't, back. let's be clear, this isn't the lingerie. No, right? and I will tell you this. When people ask me, because every once in a while somebody will go, oh, did you play for the Valkyrie, which is the lingerie football league? So, no. Um, but I appreciate the fact that you do not find the concept of me in my underwear loathsome. Uh, <laughs> but no, I played for real, like, you know, full contact, full pads, uh, you know, tackle women's professional football. I started playing in Austin, Texas. And it Where was great. huge. Yes. And it was, a, oh, it's fun. I miss it. Like, they keep trying to talk me to coming back. And I just, I, I can't justify the time because it is, it is amazing. They're an amazing group of women. It's a fantastic opportunity. And the age group of, of that is... They range all the time because you, you can start when you're 18 and then there are people that are older than me so there's people that are, that are, that are near 50 that have been playing and, and have been playing for uh, a long time. I mean, they have some pros and some like just, just the, the concept of it. Like I, I gave, I donated a lot of my equipment back to the team for some people because it, it's not like you make money playing women's pro football. Right, you right. don't. You do it because you love it and hopefully this league makes enough money that you end up you know, breaking even sure. you know, on the season. Don't end up dumping a bunch of your money in there and can find some sponsors. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, I still have like I have my helmet. You know, I have my stuff. So, awesome. Yeah, I play. You know, I play on a touch league. Oh, you do. Still, so I play on a touch, a co-ed touch league. So I touch aggressively. <laughs> and but it was fantastic. I you know it's it's those dumb things that you miss when you're younger that you're like I got nothing but free time. You have kids. It's like I have nothing but free time and I go and I do all this yeah. stuff. So I'm glad I got to play, but. I'm not going to end up on ESPN magazine, you know, so out of it. So I'm like, if something has to go, it's hard for me to justify the time of playing women's pro football. Right, right. But it's awesome. You should come out to a game. You can come out with me. I did some play-by-play with them for a while. Oh, and, really? And they do a lot of stuff in the community, and they do a lot of, you know, even like um, projects with like where they go out and they'll talk to young girls, and they do a lot of that. Of course, you know, you can be whatever you want. You know, don't you can think outside the box. Mm-hmm. So it's 
is awesome. I'm so, all for pro- with a father of two daughters. I'm all for programs yeah, like that. So you should take them out to a game. It's a great thing to do yeah. as a as a you know just as a, a family because the tickets are cheap yeah. and they play at a local high school and just they're awesome. They're awesome. Did ladies. you ever get? To, were you ever touching the ball? You know what? I was. It was funny. I normally played defense. And the year that I stopped, they had trained me. They were going to switch me to playing offense. And I was going to be. Sl- I was going to play slot. And once I got more slots, complicated. So once I started kind of figuring, I was like, "Wait a minute, this is the bitch I hit. Never mind." <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I'm like, "How did I when end up over looking. here?" Right. Yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, you lay her low." So um, I, I missed that opportunity. I missed that opportunity. And I can't throw. Okay. I wish I could because on my co-ed team, having a girl quarterback is a prized commodity. But I can't. But I'm. I have good hands, though. I have great hands. That's why I made a good DB. So I like it. A little strong safety. So you, you know, if you come at me the wrong way, I know how to come back at you. I guess. Are you a uh, professional football fan then? Yeah. Yeah. Vikings. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. no. Packers. Really? Yeah. How the hell does that happen? You know, because I'm not from here. Okay, but you're not from Wisconsin. No, either. I moved here. I moved here just as the air, uh, the Cardinals were just coming, so I wasn't emotionally attached to them. And I tried to be a Vikings fan when I got here, but that one, all of you guys were really shitty Vikings fans. <laughs> You guys were terrible. Like, it was no fun to hang out with you, and you just bail on the season like two games in. Uh-huh. And just, it was no fun. Yeah, I've been here and, for all that. Yeah, and then I met a bunch of the Vikings players when I was at the hip-hop station, and the Vikings players back then were on some bullshit all the time, and I'd see them at the club. and like, you don't need to be here. You lost a day. You need to go home, pray, look at a playbook. That's what you need to do. You need to think about your life. That, you know, what are you out here listening no. to Trina in the club? Get out. <laughs> you know, and it just pissed me off. And then I met some Packers fans, and I know you can make fun of them with the gear and the cheese heads. Mm-hmm. But Packers fans are committed. Very. And, they, and they're fun to party with. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a little drunk sometimes, but whatever. But they were fun. Are you talking about Tim Harmston specifically <laughs> right now? Or? He's one of my favorite Packer fans. I love him. Yeah. So cheers to Tim. <laughs> and um, it was it just got good to me. You know, and I just, so I've just stated. And I try to not talk crap about the Vikings because two of my really good friends are like, I wish I had met them when I first moved here because I might have not have turned on the Vikings so quick. Oh. Because I know it hurts their heart. Like, I was sitting around in a bar this weekend with my best friend, Tiffany, and she's like one of those lifers. She's yeah. an East St. Paul girl. Sure. And she's a lifer, Vikings fan. So when I talk shit about them, it like hurts her heart. She looks like she wants to fight. Mm-hmm. And since she's my best friend, I try. I try. And then you guys make these bad life choices as your team, and it just pisses me off. Yeah. And I'm like, see, you're not helping me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, I love football. That's the sport I pay most attention to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're right in the thick of it here. Mm-hmm. Even but the uh, rough start to the season for a Vikings Oh, gosh, band. yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of drama. Mm. Your new little baby quarterback didn't do terrible, though. Hmm. Yeah. Little baby Your quarterback. little baby quarterback. He's tiny. Teddy. Bridgewater? Teddy. No, I said he's tiny. Yeah. That's what I meant. I meant tiny. I That's what we, instead of Teddy, we can call him tiny. Tiny. He's tiny for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're used to those big, giant, Midwestern cornfed cornerbacks you guys have for. I was like, wait a minute. He's he's a little... I, sh- I mean, relatively speaking, he's still huge compared to the two of us. Yes. But he was like, even on TV, it looked like a little pocket quarterback. <laughs> so, But he did well compared, you know, for just th- getting thrown in there because Castle got taken out. That wasn't that bad. He's no Aaron Rodgers. No, he's not no. at all. No, no. No, no, no. no. I watch, I like Aaron Rodgers so much, I watch his commercials on YouTube. <laughs> That's how much I like Aaron Rodgers. I, f- I heard that the, uh, I saw the, I saw the uh, clip and I never realized this is what he was doing, but the uh, linebacker for the Detroit Lions, who's mm-hmm. now injured, he heard himself celebrating after uh, a good play yes, over uh-huh. the weekend. He was doing the discount double, double check. Double check, That's yeah, apparently what he's like trying that. to do. <laughs> so... Aaron Rodgers taking out the competition despite yeah. Yeah, doing just commercials. Kind of he's like, you can't do what I do. Yeah. 
So, you've mentioned sci-fi. I called you out on uh, Twitter today. On social today. media, look at that. Yeah, I called you out on social media today. I, I heard there's rumors on the internet, as they say, yes. that you have a little geek cred. I yes. said nerd cred. I said, said geek cred, yes. And then you proved it with a... Uh, with a with, with a, my hat, with a hat, yeah, That's I got it. my two, yeah. So I mean, I think that, there, and there's only a, there's a fine line between whether you're a big nerd or you're a geek. And I think that nerds, you have to add in the 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 socially awkward part of it. And geeks, it just means that you're really good at a certain thing. Because you can be a sports geek. I happen to not be a sports geek. So you have to find whatever your geek is. Mm-hmm. And so my geek just is, happens to be a lot of sci-fi fantasy stuff. And I kind of live there. And I have to remind people that sometimes because they forget. They're like, oh, she wore cute shoes and her socks match. She can't be a big geek. And I'm like, hello, I can name every Doctor Who actor in order if you make me. So you just got it. Okay, I have something we're going to get to about this. But oh, no. not just Okay. N- what, what, how did I miss Doctor Who? Why do I have no... Con- I mean, I know who Doctor Who is. I watched how 25 years been- ago. Right. Why did I never catch it in the last 25 years? You I know, know it's from from public television when I was like in you know junior high. Right. And, and that's when you watched since. it. Back when TV was still black and white for yeah. all the kids listening that's out right. there. So, I mean, uh, it, it really depends on what you, you like. And I think that if you watch Doctor Who from back then, obviously you watch it because that wasn't back when they had amazing CGI oh, and everything no. wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy and Talking Squirrels. Yeah, we- you actually had a decent story and you would follow along these characters and this guy who would at the beginning would hang out with people who were supposed to be his family and how he would interact and and meet you know people that were either coming to earth and you know later he would be able to go forward and either you know the the, i like doctor who because you get to have this you know like with any sci-fi thing it's fantasy and whimsy because Doctor Who it's I can go back in time and he talks to Shakespeare and here's what it might have looked like or you can go you know light years away and talk to somebody that's on another planet and what would that alien be like and you get to get all of that yeah. in Doctor Who and you and lots of times if you're in a sci-fi or a geek realm there's a particular focus and Doctor Who can hit all of that you know and that's part of the reason why I think I was always you know fascinated by it I and mean, that was one of the first sci-fi shows my mom ever you know that I would watch together oh, okay. with my mom. We'd sit there and watch it together, and that was one of those well, people. Family she, influence, on yeah. It and too. she would give me books to read, and I would read like you know Isaac Asimov as a kid, and Ray Bradbury, and all these stories back wow. then. And what your know, mom do for a living? My mom, you know, now she's retired, okay. but back then, my mom, my mom was actually always the cool mom. My mom used to be back then. If you're from Minnesota, you'll remember. I mean, a lot of people remember KTEL Records. Back in the 70s, sure. they used to do all the disco albums mm-hmm. and all the compilations. My mom was a media buyer back then for KTEL Records, so she was the cool, giant Afro disco mom. That's what I had is I had the, the cool mom. So, nice. But that was one of the things that she would do is that the books that I would read were all sci-fi and fantasy books, and that's what I kind of grew up in, Piers Anthony and all of these classics. And it just it gets good to you. It's really good for your vocabulary. It makes you really socially awkward, but you get over that. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's what I grew up reading, and it was always okay in my house to read comic books. And my, you know, it, it, until I had gotten married, until my mom got married, it was always just the Paul girls. It was me and my mom, and we had two. My mom raised us all. There's three of us. Um, my mom and my two younger sisters. And that was one of the goofy things we'd do, you know, on the holidays. We'd sit there and play Xbox and do all those things. So it just is that common thread between all of us. My little sister, she's still super into anima, anime, and she's a really good artist, and she draws. She's the creative one. And my nice. middle sister, she liked all that stuff so much that she moved to Korea, and she's teaching uh, in Korea right now. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're just breaking stereotypes all around. Um, <laughs> black girls that like sci-fi. Yeah, wait, you're, you're black, and right? Yeah, I know. And 
And there's some other ones on like like there's some other people on social media like you know you know black you know black girl nerds and things like that. So there's all kinds of stuff. So that's just kind of how I've always been. So Doctor Who, I'm glad that it's had its you know that resurgence. It yeah. sure has. Yeah. So it's been it's a fun time. It sure has. There's a uh, like with the website I bought this T-shirt. Yes. It's a sort of Pee Wee Herman uh, T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with the skull and the mm-hmm. the handlebars it is what you're wearing. Rebel. Yes. With the bow tie. Love right. the shirt. I got it from T Fury. And oh. they sell Doctor Who shirts on that site all they the time. They sell a lot of stuff. They sell those. I have one that's from, well, we'll say the last two seasons. And it's um, uh, from one of the main characters. It was River Song. And one thing is she would say, hello, sweetie. And I liked that one. So I have some hello, sweetie ah, nice. gear. And there's some other people in town that have some really good um, lines. There's this lady named, uh, her, her online, her uh, on Twitter, it's Geekiana. Yeah, okay. kind of thing. And she has some some really cool geek stuff. I like send you all the links. So yeah. it, it's fantastic. And you can say I'm keeping it local is what you can do. Yeah, damn right. Fantastic. Damn so. right. Local cred now as well. Right. Uh, so here's something I found on the internet. You can just answer these and if you want to, you know, uh, expound on them, feel free. This, I think, you know, if we had a computer right here, I could enter in your things and it would give out some dumb, you're 98% <laughs> dork or something. I have it printed out. We're not doing that. No, I'll you're just see if idea. I know what you're talking about or not. I think that's fair. Perfect. So you're trying to see if I really know all this mm-hmm, stuff or I'm just a mm-hmm. poser. That's fair. So these aren't, you know, these aren't, this isn't like a quiz, like what's the middle name? Uh, what, what, which episode of Star Trek did, you know, and I think, fall, I think that's fair. I think that's fair because just because don't I, have those. Whenever somebody like tries to see how deep of a geek you are, I think that that's also kind of unfair. Where it's a, it's a combination of, yes, I'm a big geek, but you're now going. Do I have a good memory? And have I had too much wine? That's <laughs> not the same. No, no you know, no, am no. I invested in my geekliness? And do I have all of the gear and watch all the episodes? That's totally different than did I drink myself blurry and can't answer your question? But go ahead. You're you're exactly with me here, so mm-hmm. this will be, this will go well here. Because I already know the answer to this one. Do you read fiction for pleasure? Yes, I do. Yes, yes. Yeah. and my favorite artist, I will, uh, my favorite Arthur. I'll tell you this. Um, I'm reading um, a comic book, uh, a graphic novel series called Unwritten. I'll tell you that it's kind of like if um, Harry Potter was a real boy, and his whoever wrote Harry Potter was his dad, and then it turns off in this other this twist of a uh, fantasy there. So that's called the Unwritten. I'm reading those. Um, and my favorite author is this guy named Terry Pratchett, which a lot of people have probably heard of. So Terry Pratchett, he writes the Discworld series. Okay. So he's my favorite um, fantasy author of all time. So yes, I do. I have the books. You can come over to the house. So. <laughs> I uh, oh, I have a story about comic books. I'm going to tell you in a second. Okay, we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> how would you rate yourself athletically? Oh, I, well, see, that's not fair. I'm incredibly athletic. You talked about football earlier Damn today. Right. That's probably why people think that I'm not a real geek. They're mm-hmm. like, she leaves the house mm-hmm. and owns yes. cleats. So, <laughs> How would you rate your dancing? See, now that's... D- I am an outstanding dancer. So if there's any men out there that are looking for a partner, I can... Um, but this, this might actually add to the geek, and this might add to the geek. I can swing dance, and that's, that's a geeky thing to do. Did you fact, take a class? I took a numerous class. <laughs> I took numerous classes when it was the hit. When it was right the when it was still the big bad voodoo daddy days. Yeah, when everybody was like, exactly. Yeah, so I took a, I took a lot of classes because oh. I'm that big of a you know that big of a geek. So Brian Setzer, thanks. Yes, you. yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, I, I bet I see. I, bet, I guarantee I know the answer to this one. How would you rate your spelling uh, abilities, gr- grammar? I think I'm excellent. Yes. See. Mm hmm. Oh, how about this one? When you catch someone in a spelling or grammatical mistake, are you likely to mention it? No, but you know why? 
I used to be that person, but now we all live in the world of social media and everybody is on their phone. Mm-hmm. And that just seems like a shitty thing to do at this point. Because I know how long I, you know, how often I'm just throwing out some tweet or something on Facebook. Yeah. And I'm like, and it pisses me off when I do it, where I'm like, ah, edit, you know, kind of thing. But you can't do that on Twitter. Yeah. If you mess it up, you mess it up. My, uh, <clears throat> we were doing a game show this morning uh, over at KQ, and one of our contestants got two out of three. So Tom Bernard said, hey, two out of three. And I went, that ain't bad. <laughs> and 20 minutes later, I get a text from my sister, and she goes, did you just say, she asked, did you just say ain't on the radio? <laughs> And I said, yes, yes, but I was quoting a it's song. It's a song reference, so there's three reasons. ain't bad. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I know you used to make fun of people that did that. I'm like, oh, no, I still do. Sometimes you have to have a reason why you dampen it down. Like, in your head, it still hurts a little bit, but you just let it go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, and I think I know the answer to this one. Have you ever attended a uh, fan convention? Numerous ones. Yeah, yes. I went to the most recent one. The one here in Minneapolis? Yes. So, so I went to, um, there was two in town. So it depends on what you're asking about. Oh, there were. Because there's the local yes. nonprofit one, that's Convergence. Okay. And I actually did social, social media for Convergence okay. this year. Um, and the other one was, they did a big, the corporate one, which was the Comic-Con, which is probably the one that you're asking about. And that was the one where they had William Shatner and everybody at it. It was a good time. It was over at the convention center. Mm-hmm. So I did not cosplay if that was what you're going to ask next. I, that might yeah, be in here. I used to. I used to do all that stuff. I used to have outfits. And if, if you go through my closet right now, I probably could whip together like a storm outfit or something like that. Like if I was hard pressed, like, Shannon, you got to show up someplace tonight. What can you dress up as? Is, is that or I can like if you just go through my closet now, the only two things I could be pretty much. Well, OK, I, I, I changed that bag. I, I have more outfits. Like I could be um, storm. I have that. Um, I could be any Princess Leia. No, I could be, I could do, but here, I could do one better. I could be, so if you watch the movies, the Star Wars movies, and instead of being, I couldn't do Leia, I could do Queen Amidala, Ooh. but I do the, it's a Queen Amasista instead. I could do that <laughs> at the drop of hat. I like that. I could do um, Lana from Archer. Okay. We've done that before, so we did that last Halloween, so I have that still. Wow. And I could do... Um, Michonne from Walking Dead. But that's because all of the black girls in sci-fi shows pretty much look like me anyway. They're like about the same build and they have braids. And so it just, I look like all of them anyway. Like when, when True Blood started, everybody's like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, I know. I look like Tara from True Blood too. I look like, they just happen to look like me. Another thing. I tell people if you go old school, I look like Guinan too if you go back to the old, you know, Star Trek Enterprise. Yes. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> that was my version of an all-black girls look-alike joke, just so you know, Justin. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> You're allowed. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, I know the answer to this one. Do you regularly read or write fan fiction? You already told yeah, us. Yeah, and it's just it's horrible, fiction. though. And there is so much bad fan fiction out there <laughs> that I bought. You sh- I should wear more like a badge of honor that I've created any of it, but I know that it just means that I'm cheesy. But if I stay with it, this is, oh, I didn't think about this, because the girl who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey, that's what she did. She just used to write really awful fan fiction. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's what it is. And then she, now she's the Fifty Shades of Grey author, and that's terrible. Now, now she's the Fifty Shades of Grey millionaire. Right, probably. and those books, are. have you read those books? My girlfriend did. Oh, did she like them? Tell, oh, please tell me that your girlfriend didn't like them, because I have... She, I guess she liked the first one. The girl in me, I mean, the, the girl in me goes, okay, you should like the stuff. The geek in me and the person that thinks that that's not, it's, it's ter- they're terrible books. Yeah, she it read might, the first one. I, I, I dislike them so much that they make me think that anybody who likes them is, you know, is, is illiterate. Like, you've never read a good book. 
<laughs> if you think that Fifty Shades of Grey is a good book, that means you've never actually read a well-written book. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to decide if re- subject matter thrown out the window. Yeah, they're terribly you know written what? books. Yeah, that sounds terribly familiar. written books. Sounds so, familiar. I've heard yeah. other people say. Yeah, that, they're horribly yeah. written books. Even if you like all the bondagey stuff, there are much better. Well, well written bondagey books. It's not the subject. They're just crappy books. So, and which one of those do you recommend? No. It, ah, and I, I read the first one because my girlfriend who hated them bullied me into reading them. So she had somebody to talk shit about the books too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't read the second one. I can't. I love you, but there's no way. So they're just terrible books. Can you write or speak any specialized non traditional language? I can speak Klingon. That does that count? D- let me hear okay. some. Um. How about, oh, here, this will work. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It means, can I stroke your gun? See, well done. Look at that. Now you can even hit on somebody. Well, hey, hey. <laughs> Not sure how to reply to that. There's a Klingon dictionary, just so you know. And when I was in high school, I spent a summer <laughs> researching things. It was like my Rosetta Stone back, back in the day. <laughs> Now everybody's like, no wonder Shannon's single. Everybody, <laughs> but, like, nobody has anybody anything to talk to her about. Do they have that at the airport, the Rosetta Stone claim? I think should. I would buy that and right take it out the of French the plane with Spanish? me. You, there's a there's a there is a spoof video of it, that kind of thing, with Michael Dorn, the guy who played War. Oh, okay. If you can get it, I'll send it to you. It's very funny. So, <laughs> how about this one? Are you uh, are you a member of a fan club? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm in a couple of things, you know, obviously. And then I do, like I said, I do the, the Twin Cities Geek, and there's the Twin Cities, it's the Geek Society. So I do stuff with them, and we, you know, it's easier to be in fan clubs and, 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 or little groups now because you can do things online and have little meetup groups and things like that. I remember when I was in high school, I was in a, a Star Trek fan club, and we actually had, we had the uniforms, and they thought that I, I was like a prized commodity in our, our group because I was in ROTC when I was in high school. So I actually knew how to march. Yeah. So the fact that I knew how to march was an amazing thing wow. when I was in high school. I'm like, yeah, we'll go hang out and I'll teach you guys how to like drill. It'll be fun. I, uh, when I was looking at these uh, questions this morning, I was just glancing at this. I swear to God, this question said, how do you feel about large panties? Okay. Parties. Parties. I <laughs> said. I'm like, I'm not a fan. Like, what am I doing with that? Uh, let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. None of those. Uh, do you, uh, what TV shows do you own on, own? on disc? Yeah. Um, I own um, uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh-huh. I own all that. Um, I have the entire um, series of Monty Python. I nice. have all of them. Wow. Like, you can buy those. I have all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Firefly. How's that? Mm-hmm. Do you watch wow. Firefly? No, I like, but I, I know like Joss Whedon. I yeah, like Joss Whedon. I have that. Um, I don't own as much stuff as I used to. What else do I own? Um, I own I own goofy things though too. Like I like cartoons, so I have like things like the Boondocks and American Dad and, and all those. I love the Boondocks. I have the so entire. Much. This is how old I am. I have the entire VHS collection of all of the Wu Tang movies, the martial arts movies. I have all of those and all really? of, like the Jackie Chan movies when they still. The, and yeah. I should get rid of them. Like, what am I going to do with all these VHS tapes? Like, they're in my closet. I have some Jackie Chan movies on oh, VHS. Yes, I love that those. They were like two dollars at Blockbuster. Yes, and so they, I've they, had the them. ones that were never. You know, I mean, obviously, you they know. weren't distributed. That's before he could like speak English and stuff, and they're all poorly dubbed. Exactly. So I have all those. Exactly. Um, I have a lot. Of, <laughs> wow. A lot. Of, a lot mm-hmm. of those things. I collect all those things, and I have those. And yeah, you know, I'll let you ask your question, so I don't like like steal the thunder of any. No, no, questions. no, no, no. This is great. Uh, did you watch the Boondocks when it came back? By the way, this summer. No, I didn't. No. 
Is it good still? I don't know. I never, okay, got, I I'll never watch got back it. to it. Aaron I, Magruder's not writing it. Oh, I'm kind of scared. Yeah. When that's one of my fa- Boondocks was one of my favorite favorite shows. That's yeah. the other thing I have is like because I like because I love cartoons and so I'm glad when those kind of cartoons come out because before that all the cartoons that you would like as an adult there was stuff that like anime stuff that I would watch like mm-hmm. I have all the um uh you're familiar with Dragon Ball Z? I have a bunch of the Dragon yeah. Ball Z stuff on DVD, okay. so I have all that. So it was all just you know anime, you know, sci, you know, fictiony things like that. So I'm like, oh look, something that's that's an American cartoon. All right, how about Star Wars Clone Wars? Do you ever watch that? I do. I actually started that. Um, I haven't seen all of them. I started that earlier, like a couple months ago. I started rewatching those because somebody had told me to do think. What? I t- I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. You thought it was playing. No, I. but it's even, yeah. It goes deeper than I could have ever imagined. I'm impressed. Again, are you surprised that I'm divorced? Uh, <laughs> are you going to start asking me? You Pretty much, you want me to go through the rest of the questions and ask you, have you ever been to a Renaissance Festival? Yes, I go to the Renaissance Festival all the time. Well, I know you're okay. friends with Derek, so of yeah. course you go to the Renaissance Festival. Yeah, so Festival. we go to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So those... I'm like, what else could you possibly ask me yeah. that would be like, no, she's Let's a poser. Are you the type to complain about a movie? Oh, are you the type to complain that a movie either didn't follow the novel it was based upon closely enough, or complain All the, the costumes time. and music weren't appropriate? All the time, and I'm complaining. I'm I I will I will I complain about the casting in movies. Like right now, they're getting ready. They were talking about making um a a movie for. Did you, do you are you familiar with the whole Marvel? universe stuff you are everybody yeah, is everybody yeah, I mean, even people if you don't like superhero movies stuff so the movies so yeah so they were talking in the last captain america movie there were all these things that went out so they were talking about making a doctor strange movie because they talked about him and they were talking about maybe it might be a movie it might just be a netflix series all these things so now all of the chatter and all the geekly chatter is like who's gonna play the um character and they've been going back and forth and one of the people that got thrown out there is that they were saying well maybe um oh, why does his name go to my head it's an easy one um oh he's in everything uh he was in that terrible um he was, this wasn't terrible. Who plays Captain Jack in Pirates of the Caribbean? Why can't I think of his name? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Okay, so Johnny Depp was thrown out there. He really wanted to play the character. And so that was this battle back and forth about whether Johnny Depp would make a good, you know, strange or not. And so that was a fun fight to be in. I'm kind of okay with it because he's weird enough. Okay. And he wears a lot of makeup. So maybe. And a lot of people don't like when people like Johnny Depp play characters like that because they're so... Johnny Depp, yeah, like you know, you can't, you know, you can't see a Will Smith movie anymore because it doesn't matter who Will Smith plays; it's just Will Smith right. in a movie. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the big geek fights. Now, so that's why people are glad when people that are only like that's why geeks are glad when like Guardians of the Galaxy I think come out because it I think it opens up the world to non Uber geeks mm-hmm. because even like Uber geeks like me weren't as familiar with those characters so a lot of the stuff that we do to annoy the general populace mm-hmm. we couldn't even do right. because we're like who what like i even had to go look what and i try to remember how they fit into some of the other storylines instead yeah. of watching well i know everything about iron man and i know they should not have done that with the hulk you can't do that as much with the guardians of the galaxy so it gives other people a chance to kind of catch up and see how things work they are that movie is going to be the movie of the year. Yeah, I mean, six hundred million. Are we yeah. at six hundred million? Yeah, it's still in like the top five, and yeah. it's been out two months. And and right now, I mean, everything else is kind of garbagey that's out right now. So that's but it's a fantastic movie. You saw it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you take your kids? No. Okay. Nope. All right. I can say you're taking the eight year old, maybe, maybe, maybe. So it's still a little. I mean, because it, it's violent, but it's still a little campy violence. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. That's a that's teetering. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't take my six year old, but it's it's teetering. Teetering. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
But I didn't take him to the Ninja Turtles movie either. Oh, that That's was because I didn't want to. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Daddy still has the page, you know, the, the 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 wallet, so you get to decide what they go. That's fair. <laughs> That's right. What's the last movie they dragged you to? Uh, well, you didn't want to go, but they're like, Justin, you're going. I, oh boy, I don't know. We haven't. We've been doing so much stuff outside in the summer. We didn't smart. go to many movies. Mm-hmm. Smart. Uh, but I, I can tell you that another one that just comes to mind that I'm avoiding at all costs is uh, Shark Tale. Uh, not Shark Tale. Dolphin Tale too. Ooh, okay, yeah. Did my you... kid doesn't like animals, so I don't really have to. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I took my girls to the first one a few years uh... ago. It's Harry Connick and yep. uh, Judd, the, mm-hmm. the cute Judd. Yeah. <laughs> and, Ashley. Uh, yeah, Ashley. Yeah, and right. uh, at, oh, that was so bad. <laughs> now they have a second one. It falls in love or something. Oh, I don't, see, you're I don't stuck because you have little girls. Yeah. Like my little boy, my, I happen to have complimentary. You know, I can watch boy stuff. It's easier for me to watch boy stuff than I wasn't into that girly stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, I've uh, and I've mentioned about this on the podcast before that I've been doing my best to turn them into little dorks. Star, <laughs> Star Wars dorks, particularly. Oh, that'll and, work. And it's 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 working pretty well. Yeah. I got some of my There's toys entry- they play I'll help with. Them. And... There's some entry level, mm-hmm. you know, some 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 little girl related, you know, stuff that they can do. Oh yeah. You know what it makes your life easier is stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy because they have a raccoon. So come on, you can't. He's adorable. Right. He's violent, but he's adorable. Yeah. So that'll make it easier. It gives him some. It's like having an Ewok back in the day. True. Yeah, True. see? True. Well, I think I've, I'm, I've wrapped those questions up. Are you done? We, Are you we, done testing me? We, yeah, we should wrap this up pretty okay. soon because uh, so take that. I have a meter to get to. Okay. But I know you were all like, oh, she's not going to act like she's a really geek. I think you were, I think you were a little... <laughs> Cause you were you were straight. You were, I, I saw you talking shit on uh, on Twitter. Like I was gonna you. come in here and just pose. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, no posing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I got one more question. One more geek question. When they announced that Disney bought Star Wars and that a new movie is coming out, tell me how excited you are. I Joe DeRosa you know, was here a couple weeks ago, you know, and I, he was like almost exploding. I was really excited to one see them. Re- to, to move on with the franchise and as much as you Disney likes to make movies you know make money in movies but I trusted them more than where they were going with the franchise before so I was like okay that'll work you know so it's it's as a geek I'm just glad that they're making quality movies in the geekly arts these days <laughs> because there were so many years where you go I'm the only one that's gonna like this movie and you didn't even like it you just wanted to like it you know back in the day you'd go every sci-fi movie and every fantasy movie was just garbage and that's why nobody liked us you know they're like it's me trying to explain to people why all these crappy movies were cool and why you should pay attention to it and some comic book i read when i was a kid or i remember the first movie my mom ever took me to was star wars and this is why you should watch it now and then they trash it with a bunch of jaw jaw binks and all this other garbage so i'm like the fact that they're making quality like really good movies now i'm just excited i'm like yes look my movie makes money so you can stop making fun of me that's it so have you ever told anyone that one of your favorite movies is The Last Starfighter? Do you remember oh, that one? that's fantastic. With Robert Preston? Oh, yeah. Yes. I love really? that movie. It is. <laughs> I love that movie. I've seen that movie like 300 times. It's so good. So, oh. And everybody looks at you like, it is not a good movie. No, really. You're missing out. I, let's fantastic. put it this way. If it was on right now at the, in the bar, I would sit out there and watch it. Yes. And not leave until it was over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I bought like an, a copy of it. I think I found it at a pawn shop, and I bought a copy of, copy of it. And I was telling my girlfriend about it, and she's just like shaking her head, like, "I what do you?" I think it stands up. You know, it's a good, yeah, it's fine. Does it really? Yes, I think it stands up. That and that that would probably be one of my, uh, but that would make one of my favorite movies of all time. And my other one, and it's only 
borderline fantasy, but the Princess Bride, mm. you know, and the Princess Bride yes. is what, are we at 20 years now? Oh, it's yeah. 20th anniversary? For sure. And again, one of those movies that I'm like, I will still watch this. It's I think fantastic. it's more than Willow. 20. Willow, all those things we watched, you know. I, Mad Modigan, you exa- are great. Right. So yeah. I'm like, come on. I'm going to go home right now and put on Labyrinth. I still have that on DVD. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what else? Uh, let's see. What, what else should people, you know, look out for for you besides when you kick ass tonight on this stage and then end up at Last Comic Standing next um, summer or whenever it's on TV? You know, honestly, a lot of the other things they'll see me do, especially if you're in town, is I do a lot with um, the Autism Society in Minnesota and um, Autism Speaks, so you'll see that. And I'm not trying, you know, I'm not a, a down or anything like that. We do stuff called, you know, with some some other local comics in town, Comedy Through the Chaos, because uh, my little boy's on the spectrum, and yeah. we do a lot just to explain to people what it's like to have kids that are on the spectrum and make sure the, the parents know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see me with my necklaces and my rings. and sure. You know, we are very big on on making sure that people understand that at least when you're dealing with people who are autistic, you know, sometimes it's if you don't laugh, you'll cry. So, sure. you know, you'll see a lot of that out there. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I mean, that's pretty much it. I chase my kid and I the go to The Cyclone Kid. Cyclone Kid. So you'll see stories and tales of him online that it is online. His online persona is Cyclone Kid. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a good time. Like I said, I'm glad this is a gig and I will continue to harass you. And now every time I know I need to tag you on Twitter. Yeah. You know, every time I'm mm-hmm. like doing something with my geeky stuff yes. come on out yes please we got do. an outfit you got an outfit let's go there'll be a costume outfits, involved but i'll show up i'll help you with one <laughs> i am full of outfit ideas it'll be great fair enough that works for me thank you this was oh, great I'm, gl- I'm, gl- I'm glad we got to do this uh-huh. so geeky problems that's what we do Perfect. Geeky people problems and uh people find you on twitter where yeah. uh miss shannon m i it, it's miss the whole word and Shannon with an A. That's why people get all confused. So my mom spelled my name all weird. So it's Miss Shannon. And that's the same thing for the website. So it's, you know, MissShannon.com. So you can always find me. I'm easy to find. Perfect. Good luck tonight. Thank you.